I want to talk to you this time about what God invented. Everybody has one, and every child deserves a good one. God invented. Everybody has one, and every child deserves a good one. Fathers. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 12 and verse 9, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 9, What man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Luke 1 and verse 17 says, John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. To Christian men who are listening and who are fathers, do you want to be a better father? From God's word, would you consider these things? First, take Ephesians 6 and verse 4 personally. Fathers, please turn to Ephesians 6 and verse 4. Let's read it. And then, as soon as you read it, give serious thought to your fulfillment, your obedience to the verse. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Read the verse, then let your first thought be about yourself. Fathers, are you living by this standard? Can you look at yourself in the mirror? With confidence, you are doing all you can to this point in your life to comply with God's simple will as expressed in this passage. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. If you are a father, this is what God says to you, and this is what God expects of you. Now, this is an elementary observation, but would you consider this is addressed to fathers? It is specific as to the person's address, fathers. We should guard against the superficial thought that just anybody can do this. It doesn't serve us well in our families to think, well, as long as the children are looked after or cared for by somebody, it doesn't matter who does it. Oh, it matters. And while there is a powerful role for mothers taught in the Bible, we must come to this verse and face who the apostle addresses in this verse, fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger. Some translations have the word wrath. Fathers, this is a prohibition given by God. God is saying, don't do this. Do not provoke your children to anger. I know Sometimes the easiest thing to do in raising children is the worst choice. It requires no skill or wisdom to yell at children and belittle them. Anybody can provoke someone to wrath. The easiest habit to adopt in raising children is to attempt to manage them by yelling and to accompany that yelling with bitterness insults, wearing them down, ruining their self-esteem. God says to fathers, don't do that. You may have to raise your voice. 
But yelling cannot become your habit. You may have to raise your voice, but bitterness and wrath accomplishes no good result. Do not provoke your children to wrath. I tell you, there are many adults we encounter today who are still suffering emotionally and spiritually and in a variety of relationships because they were worn down, demeaned, or belittled by a surly, immature father. Any man can do that. It takes a man of God, a follower of Jesus Christ, to love and respect your children, therefore administering discipline with wisdom and care. And it says, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The Bible teaches parents are to provide for the physical needs of their children. We must see that they are fed and manage their health care and clothing and shelter and transportation. Likewise, the Bible teaches parents are to provide for their children in matters of good social contact and education. So we know there are physical, social, and educational needs to be provided, and we are accountable to God for doing those things and providing those things in the best possible way we can. But this verse, addressed to fathers, is about the most important needs of your children and your duty to bring them up in in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Fathers, you must see to it. Your children are brought up knowing who the Lord is and what it means to serve Him. Bring them up, raise them in the training and admonition of the Lord. You must use the instructions of the Lord to raise your children to be servants of the Lord. You must teach them and show them so that they know the importance of serving the Lord. They see it in you, and they hear you speak of God and Jesus. I hope that is the case. Children need to see mommy and daddy living as Christians from day to day. Children need to see in their parents reverence for God. Children need to see in their father strong moral character. Children need to hear the word of God in their home and see the word as it works effectively in the daily lives of their parents. God holds parents accountable, and fathers are named in this verse. Some of you have the New King James where it says, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Number two, to be a better father, talk to your children about the Lord. I'll tell you, I didn't do this enough. If I could do it over again, this is something I would do more. And I don't mean preaching to them, talking with them about the Lord. That can be so important, so memorable to your children when they reflect back later in life on those times when you talk to them about their future spiritual health. Fathers, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 6 through 9. You can pause the recording, pick up your Bible if you need to, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And it reads this way. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. 
You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. These are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel. He said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then he said, Teach your children these things. Teach them diligently. They need to see these things. Talk about these things when you sit in your house with your children. Moses said, Teach your children well and use conversation as a means of that instruction. Now, still in Deuteronomy chapter 6, join with me down at verses 20 through 25. Deuteronomy 6, 20 through 25. When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and against all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all the commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded. Well, that illustrates when your children ask about the meaning of your commitment to the Lord, when your sons and daughters want to know why, What's the background? When they inquire, use that as an opportunity. Fathers, you can use conversation and questions to bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Psalms 44 in verse 1, We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in days of old. There are many great opportunities for parents to instruct their children in the ways of the Lord. At meals where the family is together, long trips or brief travel time in the car after listening to a live stream like this, before and after worship, times of family Bible reading and prayer, funerals, weddings, the Lord's Supper, baptisms, fathers, use conversational opportunities to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to be certain they are informed that they know what it's all about to serve the Lord. Number three, love your wife. Fathers, this time turn to Ephesians again. Ephesians chapter five this time. Again, I want to recommend as soon as you read this passage, your most immediate thought needs to be, does this describe my relationship to my wife? Ephesians 5, 22 to 33. 
Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Yes, I know this passage speaks to wives and talks about Christ and the church, but right now we're talking about husbands and husbands are brought up here, and specifically husbands who are fathers that we are addressing in this recording. One of the most valuable things you can do as a father is to be a good husband. One of the most valuable things you can do as a father is to be a good husband. Children know it, and they take confidence and security in the close relationship to their parents. Everybody knows this. When there is indifference or conflict between the parents, the children are hurt. Husbands, when you love your wife as Christ loved the church, you are maintaining the integrity of your promise. You are nurturing your wife. You're pleasing God, and you're excelling as a father. Love your wives just as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for her. Charles Shedd wrote, A father's first responsibility to his child is to love his wife. Woodrow Wilson said, I'm sorry for the men who do not read the Bible every day. I wonder why they deprive themselves of the strength and of the pleasure. Brethren, if you want to know what a real man is, let God tell you, not the world. If you want to know what a real man is, let God tell you, not the world. We need men in such a time as this. We need men who are thoroughly convinced of the power and grace of God. We need men who are reverent and obedient to God, who know Jesus Christ, who read and study the word, who pray and lead their families in prayer. We need men who are consistent in character, faithful in attendance, useful in the Lord's service, role models to younger men. We need men who can develop into deacons and elders and preachers. 
We need men wives can depend on, children can love and honor, men who lead and guide in the pathways of righteousness. We need men with the courage of John the Baptist, the patience of Job, the steadfastness of the Apostle Paul, the fervor of Peter, the love of John. You see, God made fathers. Everyone has one, and every child deserves a good one. Thank you for listening.